You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today we have a guest, so there's an intro, people. Um, wow, okay, well, let's just get straight into it. A woman whose voice work ranges from Ramona Singer to Erica Jane. <laughs> um, professional TikToker and unboxer. A Leo Sun Aquarius Moon with quite a few Earth placements. Host of Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. Welcome to the pod, Hannah A. Brown. Don't forget the A. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Jay and Jay. I am so, so thrilled to be here. We're glad <laughs> to have you, and we're glad to have you for this particular episode, honestly. Oh my gosh. Well, also, like when I heard the title of your podcast, I immediately like thought of Melissa Gorga going on display, on display, on display. So it like all works out. I truly our inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And what's crazy is we haven't reviewed any Ronge on this pod at all. <gasps> oh, I'm thrilled to like yeah. help you begin this journey. <laughs> I'm so excited that you chose a Jersey episode because I've been on like a Jersey bender lately <clears throat> and I've just been like binge watching old Jersey. Oh my God. I, like, oh, Did I love that she picked a Jersey. Episode. I have so never rewatched Jersey. Did you start at season one in your bender? Yeah, I went back because to me, old Jersey yes. is the best Jersey. Oh. I was just saying, like, I had my parents watching it. Like, my dad was like pretending like he wasn't watching it, and then he started getting into it, and then we started talking about Teresa and all that sort of stuff. So it was just, it's great. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and I like to sporadically rewatch just random seasons, and I actually recently rewatched season three. <gasps> so this was a great revisit you learn something new every time you can rewatch it mm -hmm. 60 times and every time you'll be like damn how the fuck did i miss that yes and isn't it also interesting how like when you revisit these episodes it's like you're growing as a person like as the seasons air so like like for mm -hmm. example i recently rewatched the bethany and carol fight and i remember when that aired i was team bethany and now this time around several years later i'm team carol wow what a way to come out i know i know we were both Team Carol, so I, I haven't rewatched <laughs> season 10, I don't think. But and I love Bethany, but... Yeah. But she was an asshole in that fight, and it is what it is, you know? Yeah. And she's a lot. She's just a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's her Scorpio energy, which leads us into, let's talk about you as a Zodiac. Let's talk about you as an astrology person, a human being, an entity, if you will. Yay. So, like... I mentioned she's a Leo sun and an Aquarius moon. Now, Jay, do you want to explain kind of the vibes of those two signs? Okay. So your sun sign is supposed to be uh, your ego. It's your identity. Um, I like to say it's kind of what you grow into, not who you start off mm -hmm. as usually. Um, and a lot of times you can also, and this is like nitty gritty astrology, but it can also, um, signify your relationship with your father or a father figure whoever that may be mm -hmm. um as a leo son i mean we the thing about leo sons is just really funny because like i think everybody knows a leo even though even if they don't know astrology mm -hmm. <laughs> but um you know like you're just known for leo is ruled by the sun so you get attention no matter where you are like when you walk out, you see the sun, you feel the sun. And that's kind of how it is when dealing with a Leo person. And they walk in the room, you kind of know, okay, this person's a Leo. Whether they say it or they just <laughs> <laughs> or they just do things that just grab your attention. Mm 
Um, and a lot of times they really want that attention. And so they'll do extra things to get it. But the secret when you're a Leo is that you really don't need to do anything extra. You will just get it because that's kind of what you are here to do. Um, and if you notice a lot of singers and entertainers have Leo placements because Leo also rules over singing, acting, children, um, sex, <laughs> just all those things that are supposedly fun, right? That's that. And I've also, I've been kind of like polling different Leo sons that I know because there's two things that I've noticed with them. So I don't know if this is going to be your case, mm-hmm. but one thing I've noticed is that they seem to have some sort of, I'll say come to Jesus, but Mm -hmm. religion notwithstanding, Mm -hmm. some sort of come to Jesus moment at around 19. Mm. There's, I feel like sometimes 19 seems to be, 18, 19 seems to be some sort of pinnacle moment for them. And they kind of do a complete 180. A lot of Leos tend to be really shy when they're younger or maybe more on the quiet end. Um, And that's obviously not always the case, but it's kind of like, kind of like an insecurity and then as they grow older they're like you know what fuck it like I want the attention I'm gonna get it and I'm good at getting it so here I am and that seems to happen around 19 I don't know if that's whoa I I that's so funny okay first of all like I love astrology even though I don't know that much about it so like this is so fun and like I'm really into this right now but um I when I went to college when I was like 18 19 I used to be so insecure and then I went to college and I just like for those four years I just embraced my Leo energy like times a million (laughs) and so that totally (laughs) resonates and then like in my 20s I like spiraled downward because you know um, I feel like this was someone's t- housewives tagline, like the higher you climb, the, the farther, farther you fall. You fall. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but now I'm in my Saturn return. So like I'm doing amazing. <laughs> oh, your Saturn return. <laughs> How are you feeling? How are you boating with the Saturn return? That's a lot. Oh my God. It's a lot, but I feel like I'm at the end of, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but from the very limited research I've done on a Saturn return, it's basically like you're kind of like shifting. It's like a big energetic shift out of like, of fucked up time. Sorry, I swore. Um, no, you can say whatever accurate? the fuck you want. That's, that's completely Woo! fine. We have potty mouths. Great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so in astrology terms, like your Saturn return is, it's your astrological coming into like adulthood, coming mm-hmm. of age, so to speak. So a lot of times, you know, they say for certain people, and it depends on where Saturn is in your chart. And again, that's like a whole other spiel. But um you know, they tend to say, like, don't get married before your Saturn mm. return. Don't have kids before, like, for certain people, like, because there's just seems to be a complete, like, 180 shift. And if you notice a lot of times, too, like, a lot of celebrities, like, you know, like, the 27 Club mm-hmm. thing. Um, 27 is, 27, 28 is kind of the start of a lot of people's Saturn returns. Um, and, and I say that to say they say don't do illegal things during your Saturn return because a lot of times it'll come back and bite you on the ass. Um, right, because Saturn is also so karma in everything it's your karma. you've done before. Right. Then kind of it plays out there. So oh, kind of your fate. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so with the 27 Club, it's kind of like you've been treating yourself kind of shitty by like abusing, you know, drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. or whatever. And then it kind of catches up to you suddenly, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so to speak. 
So, but if it's going well for you, that's great. That means you're learning your lessons, you're growing, you're evolving. Yeah, there definitely was a, there was a catching, (laughs) there was a catching up with me moment for sure. But yeah, I, Mm -hmm. I feel like as so many people are doing in 2020, there's a lot of growth happening, um, both publicly and privately. So that resonates. Okay. And the other part about Leo Suns was just that I've noticed, um, especially with the women, they're, um, the father figure seems to be, they're either like super, like, I don't want to say in love, but like they, they love their dad either so much and like see him kind of like as a mm-hmm. king or they're super detached mm-hmm. from him. I've noticed it's like, it's usually kind of the extremes. I don't know if that's interesting. I was definitely like, I, just... I'm very close with my dad, but, um, Okay. But because we have a lot of similarities, so that makes sense. But I'm also not afraid to call him out when he's being dumb. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> These men, you know, they really do. Uh-huh. Wait, and then we can't end Leo without talking about Leo Lion Mane. Your hair, the hair plays a huge part yeah. in a Leo's life. Really? It's, yeah, especially women. Yeah, it does. Uh. So Leo, they don't rule hair necessarily. Like every sign, kind of like has like a body part that they mm-hmm. rule, kind of. Um, Leo rules the heart, actually. Oh. But Leos are just known for, like Jay said, like the Leo mane. So a lot of times, even if they don't have big hair or curly mm-hmm. hair, there's just something very specific about their hair. Or they're very specific about their hair. And, like, it's for them, it's, like, makeup. <gasps> like, it, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it's usually, like, golden undertone not... and, like, warm is the color mm-hmm. of the hair. Usually. I'm looking at my hair right if now, like, whoa. Not, like... <laughs> So they're usually known for their hair in some capacity, and they usually get a lot of compliments on it. I mean, wow, I'm not going to say that I don't. I mean, here we are. <laughs> but the few times in my life that I was like, you know what? I'm going to go short. Like, the second I did it, I was like, why? Why? Yeah, no. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and then so with your moon, the moon is supposed to represent your emotions, um, it's how comfortable you feel. It's your comfort zone. It's your how you want to be nurtured and how you nurture mm-hmm. other people. And in certain circumstances, it can also kind of describe your relationship with your mother or a mother mm-hmm. figure. So moon and Aquarius is interesting. First of all, Leo and Aquarius are opposite mm-hmm. signs. So that means you were born like on or close to a full moon. <laughs> and... Um, Full moon babies kind of get like a bad rep sometimes. <laughs> like they, they're just known as being because it's opposite, so it's kind of like two different energies, and you're trying to like balance mm-hmm. the two. Um, but I like to feel like that's like an opportunity for like greatness because I'm like you have two different mm-hmm. skill sets, and all you got to do is just learn mm-hmm. how to balance them. Now, is the lifelong process, of course, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but it's still good. And so the thing with Aquarius is that they rule unique like uniqueness they rule over um innovation some might say alien and weird and like when you think about alien and weird it's unique it's Mm -hmm. different than what the norm is so if a leo is getting attention for being themselves and being kind of normal quote unquote and aquarius is getting attention for not interesting (laughs) for being kind of out of the box and And because they are seen as different, even if they're not really intentionally being different, um, they kind of can be a little detached. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's your moon in Aquarius. So maybe your mother or mother figure was kind Mm -hmm. of more detached, maybe not super emotional growing up. Maybe you're not emotional Mm -hmm. 
outwardly, I should say, because obviously everyone has mm-hmm. emotions. And like I said, just known for kind of being an innovator and doing your own thing. I've also noticed Aquarius's try Aquarius placement. So maybe for the moon, maybe not. They try to act like they don't want attention, but like mm-hmm. they do. So they kind of where Leo will like walk in and be like, "Okay, look at me, mm-hmm. here I am." And Aquarius placement will kind of walk in the room and be like, "Don't look at me." But then you're looking at them because you're like, "Why are they sitting there? Like, don't look." At you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow, I've always been so confused by my duality and now it all makes sense. Because as far as being detached goes, like I have no problem like crying in public usually, but as far as detached goes, like I always felt self-conscious that I was never part of like a big group of friends. Like and I but I have a lot of like one-on-one friendships and I used to be so self-conscious, like, why can't I just fit in with big groups of people? And why do I get so self-conscious and like nervous? Like what the fuck? Whereas in my one-on-one friendships are like small groups of three friends, like I fully embody my Leo powers. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) If we're gonna take it a step further and we're gonna We're going to tell you which housewives you are with <laughs> ah! both of those placements. It's going to be like Kim Richards. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky Kim is not on this list, but you have some other people. So we'll, okay, okay. we'll get into them. Okay, so we'll start with Roni. Your Leo son is what we're starting with in general. But in Roni, you're a Carol and a Tinsley. Mm, that tracks. Okay. <laughs> in Real Housewives of Dallas, you're a Tiffany, season one Tiffany. I, why did I forget Tiffany? We don't watch Dallas. I keep up with the cast and like what the plot is, but I mm-hmm. don't remember Tiffany even from knowing what I know. Oh my God, thank you. Because I'm like <laughs> Googling her right now. I'm like, who is that? Okay, keep <laughs> like, Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany. Um, <laughs> you're a hundredth housewife, Peggy S. from Real Housewife of Orange County. Oh, sure. <laughs> and you're Elisa H. from Real Housewives of Miami. Uh-huh. And if we're talking Ronge, this is where things go really <gasps> sideways. <laughs> <laughs> you're an Amber Marchese and Danielle Stop. I knew you were going to say Danielle Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one's Amber? Is she one of the twins? Amber was the one with the horrible husband, Jim. Oh. Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. Wow. I have a lot to unpack with Ronge. Yeah, that's pretty upsetting. I was not happy for you for that. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's not what you want, but I'll take the Carol and the Tinsley of it all for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's focus on that. Roni is where you shine. Okay. Yeah. Roni's where I shine. Danielle Staub. I mean, help her. I'm not going to say I haven't had my Danielle Staub moments because I certainly have. That was the entirety (laughs) of my 20s. But again, we're growing. We're evolving. We're out of them now. (laughs) And who's not to say Danielle is fun and makes great television. So, you know, she has her pros and cons. Exactly. She's I, iconic, iconic, like a Leo. I know. I know. Yeah. As y'all said on a previous episode, she brought a fucking like head to a reunion to talk on, about. Who like, does who that? does that? When she's like, and as you can see, it's if I tug on my hair this much, the extensions do not come out. And so what Ashley did to me was very, you know, she just went on and on with the head. As it was prop. beaded into the scalp. How can yes, we forget? Beaded into notice, the scalp. And notice how. She was upset about. Yeah. Her oh, Continue. full circle. <laughs> wow. Way to bring it back today. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. And then we'll just Aquarius moon, which of course, Aquarius moons being unique people. There are very few Aquarius suns and moons in general mm-hmm. on housewives, but here are the few. 
Yeah. So from Real Housewives <laughs> of Atlanta, you're an even Eva Marceau. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. From Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you're an Erica Jane and Joyce. Okay. Right. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, Real Housewives of Orange County, you're an Alexis Bellino. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like she supersedes Miami at this point, but you're a Larsa Pippen from Real Housewives of Miami. Okay. Okay. And then your Ronge one, just to bring it back to Ronge, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, you're a Kathy Wakili. Okay, you know, we'll get into my feelings on Kathy Wakili, but I'm not mad at it. But out of all those names mentioned, I'm going to take Eva Marcel and run with that because I love her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's a fun one. Um, Ice, but we always like to play a little game. So, yes. The game, I'm calling it A Tale of Two Joes. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm going to read some questions. And you're going to pick a superior Joe. Which Joe would you rather kind of thing? Fun. And then we're each going to award our Joe of choice at the end, I guess, based on our answers. Great. Um, just for reference, I feel like I must say this. If I'm saying Joey, I'm talking Joe Gorga. If I say Giuseppe, Juicy, Joe, any of that, that's Joe, G-D-J, G-O-D-J, Judice, whatever, you know? Perfect. Okay. Love. <laughs> okay, so... Which Joe would you rather sleep with? Joey. Absolutely. He's so hot. (laughs) He's so, he is hot. He's so (laughs) hot. And he also, I didn't remember when I was younger that he was so sexy. It had such a sexual energy. Oh my God. We'll get into it. But when he was like lubing up Melissa's legs and like basically (laughs) eating her toes, I was like, I'm not, not into what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be so sexual for no reason she'll just walk in her room and he's like <laughs> literally about to come in his pants oh, and like wow. he can't control himself oh, yes totally. yeah okay so we all picked joey okay this one's complicated but i'd like you to think before the arrest okay before the okay. arrest okay. who would you rather work with joey mm. or joe i i'm gonna say joe yeah i know i would say joe too why why would y'all say joe he seems more relaxed. Joey seems like he has a lot of energy. He comes in with a, an intensity that yes. Joe, that is not needed in the workplace. Let me put it that way. Yes. And I feel like Joe is kind of like a teddy bear. Like, I feel like if I were working for him and I was like, hey, like, I'm going through something personally with my family. I'm having a really hard time. Like, can I go home early? Like, he'd be like, of course. Like, he would like see me as like his kid and like be nice to me. Juicy was more likely to kind of like laugh off things mm-hmm. or joke around. Um, more so when things were going well. Obviously, he got a little bit in the fan. But um, Joey just seems a little bit more egomaniac, a little bit more, and again, it tracks, but mm-hmm. just king of the castle, kind of my way, the highway. So I feel like that just wouldn't work for me because I feel like I would feel the need mm-hmm. to challenge that often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, so far, it's a one-on-one, Joe and Joey. Okay. Great. Who would you yeah. rather have on your side in a fight? I'm going to say Joey. Okay. You're going Joey. Jay, what you mm-hmm. going? I'm going Joe. I'm going Juicy too. <gasps> oh, wait. Why? <laughs> I think Juicy. Hannah, are you a Sopranos watcher? Oh, my gosh. No. And I need to get into it. Okay. I have a theory I'll float around later. But for now, just 
watching The Sopranos, I remember reading on Reddit one time, you know, Reddit's where the true tea is. And <laughs> they said that mobsters and like crime families got really nervous when The Sopranos came out because the story was so realistic that they thought they had a rat within like one of their families that n- was telling them stuff that would happen and oh like God. recreating it. Right. So <gasps> I use that as my gauge of all mob relations. Mm-hmm. And let's just say Joe would fit in on the cast of The Sopranos seamlessly. Okay. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. I am picking up what you're putting down. I will also, to piggyback off of that, now that we're like talking this out, I feel like Juicy, like he would be like a silent killer, whereas Joey would be a, the aggressor, but he's he could be messy in mm. the execution of like having your back. You know what I mean? Right. Joe, I think could co- make a call and get things yes. done. Get the, get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. I think Joey would be too quick to fly off the handle and might get him yes. caught up. Yes. <laughs> like, it might not really go well in his favor because they can see him kind of mm-hmm. explode. You know what I mean? So they would be, it, that's to me, it's both a strength totally. and a weakness. Plus, I'm always just thinking like Juicy also used to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> He has to know what shot yeah. to do. Those know. high kicks, yeah, they definitely would pay off. <laughs> yeah. You know, he could do his splits and shit. I was like, I could find <laughs> something. I don't know. Okay. Okay, yeah. So that's where we're at with that. So, Hannah, you're now at a two for Joey, one for Juicy, and we're at two for Juicy, one for Joey. Okay. Okay. Who would you rather get drinks with? I mean, Joey, because I would hope that we would leave together. <laughs> <laughs> um that's a tough one probably probably joey i agree it's joey also again not to float something too early but i think joe juicy has an undiagnosed alcoholism problem we'll talk about that later but it's come up too much throughout the thread of this show and it's starting to be something i can't help but notice Mm mm-hmm they try to make it seem like it was related to like you know like oh he's like going to jail um but i I'm willing to bet that it was just yeah, like a thing. Unfortunately, period. damn. Yeah. Um. So okay. So Joe. I mean, to flip to make it positive. Okay. Who would you <laughs> rather? This is the last one, and then you decide your Joe from there. <laughs> Who would you rather have an off the record interview with, Joe or Joey? Oh, juicy all the way. Okay. Yeah, juicy all sure. the way. Okay. Yeah. So Hannah, your Joe is Joey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That tracks. <laughs> and Jay, even your Joe is Joey, or no? Who's your answer? No, who's your answer for the oh. off the record conversation? Oh, you say juicy, then juicy's juicy. your Joe. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say I know my Joe. Come on, look at my bitch. <laughs> how did I? How did I forget? And yeah, <laughs> off the record interview, the only correct answer is the one that lives in Italy. It's Giuseppe. I'm going to, my superior yeah. <laughs> Joe is also right. Giuseppe, which is also not shocking for me. I find him so fascinating. He really is. Yeah, he is. Oof, what a character. We could, you can't make this shit up. The layers to Joey, I mean to Joe, even to Joey, honestly, but their stories are wild. Oh my god, the fan fiction that one could write about one Giuseppe <laughs> Giudice. Yeah. I mean, it's like move out of the way, Twilight. This is gonna be like a best selling novel. 
Yeah, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Who? This is the Literally. fan fiction we're all asking for. That's what I meant. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. There's definitely a mob story floating around like Wattpad yes. about Juicy Joe for sure. Um. Yeah. So all of that build up to say that we're recapping season three, <laughs> episode one of Real Housewives of New Jersey called In the Name of the Father. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll get straight into it with a letter grade, Hannah, A plus to F. What are you giving this episode? I'm giving this episode an A plus, I gotta tell ya. I mean, who's gonna say differently, Jay or you? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. So there we are with, with an A plus on this one. This is a classic. I think behind the table flip, this is the second most infamous episode, I think. This is better. Though. I would agree. It is better. You have to be in the universe to understand it's better. The table mm-hmm. table flip was a moment mm-hmm. in culture, but like if you were a housewives viewer, like yes. this is insanity. Yes. You know, my last note, I, I, when I took my notes, my last note was in all caps, like they don't make season premieres like this anymore. I mean, like it was wow. truly just... It was truly just seamless from start to finish. We got everything we needed. And when whenever a cameraman gets jostled to the point of nearly dropping their camera, I'm interested. <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm telling you, old Jersey, you just can't compare yeah. it. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, wow. Let's get straight into it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so the music in the intro I noted was just overly dramatic before the one week earlier flashback. So oh, yeah. They're showing the heated moment where Tree comes up and she hugs Joey and says, congratulations, or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, I said it at the church, remember? And, you know, Joe is like, do what you do best. Walk away. I've, I mean, he's already lit up. We'll unfold into how he gets to that mood and what takes him there. But he's already triggered. So mm-hmm. watching this clip, we know that we're in for... A premiere oh yeah mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. hannah when you watched jersey the first time were you watching it live by this point season three yes i used to watch it live with my mom and it was a treat now i have to ask you do you remember mm-hmm. hearing about melissa and kathy joining in between season two and season three or was this a shock to you i don't remember it being a shock to me but i also don't really remember hearing about it either but i do remember um really liking Kathy. I remember being very soothed by like her maternal energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hot Mm -hmm. take. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Super hot hot. take. (laughs) Yeah, that was extremely hot. So um, I also was watching live by this point and I don't remember them making hoopla, but back then they didn't really talk about casting off air. Like it was just more so you just returned and you just saw what they filmed you had no there was no build-up really no and little did we know that like the addition of melissa gorga was going to give us some of the best reality tv moments you know we've ever seen and already gave Mm -hmm. us one of the best was season two when danielle at the reunion when she was like did you acknowledge your nephew and then (gasps) she almost murders andy (laughs) yes Yes, and then Teresa was like, do not bring up my family. <laughs> She's like, whoa. Like the sounds that come out of her. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Andy was low-key so turned on. He respected Teresa ever since then. He's had a love for her. Right. The only one that can actually like 
physically fling this man and like, get his respect after that. Like, he loved her. Oh, that's such good shit. Okay, so we've lasted <laughs> the one week and we're back. And my first note is we are at this money laundering scheme pizzeria, allegedly. <laughs> um, if you'll remember Hannah in season 4 Joe even says so himself in a hot mic moment that like this pizzeria he's like I was never even there like that was for show I how did I forget okay I need to rewatch like I know what I'm doing with the rest of my evening after this because I need to rewatch hindsight is just really 2020 <laughs> and you just see so many things and you're like wait how did I miss that how did I not yeah. know Wow. And you know what? And that's exactly what the lawyers did. They said, let's just watch the fucking show and see what material that we can get on this thing. All the proof is in the pudding. All you have to do is watch any season of any of these people. Like for Erica Jane, I know they're watching every single fucking season. Oh, for sure. Every single one. And I'm sure they're at the Mykonos concert. They're like, okay. Her at the reunion where she admits that she only flies them private her glam squad and that it includes upwards of three people including mikey who does nothing but creative direct yikes yikes on bikes <laughs> yeah so basically at yeah. this pizzeria joe is just this is the welcome back Teresa. this is her show so we see her first she's signing books you know now she's a new york times bestseller people are giving her gifts but also, it's been revealed that they're in some money problems. So we know that coming into season three, mm-hmm. that um, the money is low in the bank accounts. Mm-hmm. The liquid mm-hmm. cash is not there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. Joe is wearing a truly shocking button-up shirt that incorporates denim, plaid, and gold accents and patches, which was like, whoa. <laughs> And it had a number five on the front as if it was a jersey. Yes. I was like, what is <laughs> happening here? Ed Hardy, is that you? The fashions in general. The fashions. Yeah, a lot of things going on. I even see someone at the book signing with like a snooky poof. So that's kind of like put you in the time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. Um, now, did you ever read any of Teresa's books or did anyone ever run into any of these things jay you're from that area you ever go to a book signing does anyone know Therese on the streets oh my god i don't <laughs> i wish i did i don't know Teresa, but i do know somebody who knows <gasps> larita and chris larita i will say that and i do know <gasps> siggy's house oh my god <laughs> those are the only things that i can compare. wow I find Jacqueline and Chris Larita to be really fascinating. And I'm like, I want to know everything that this person knows about them. (laughs) Aren't they? Especially Jacqueline. She became unhinged in a way that I was not prepared for her character to be. No. Yeah, she. I know. And I'm like, listen, I I have never been on reality TV for a reason. And it's because I I would totally go to a place of Jacqueline. I know how hard it must be (laughs) to be on reality TV and air all your dirty laundry out. But there are times, especially in this episode, we'll get to it, where I like looked at Chris Larita and I was like, you're an angel. Like, you're the sweetest man to like put up with all this shit. He is constantly taking her yeah. on the emotional brink. And I just don't know how. It's very rem- like reminiscent to me of mm-hmm. Chris. Maybe it's a Chris thing? Question mark? Um, very reminiscent of Chris yes. on Potomac. Mm, good like, point. Always talking his wife mm-hmm. off the fucking ledge. And I'm just like... 
that has to weigh on a person yeah. like you know what I mean <laughs> like I don't I don't know how healthy that is long term yeah. but okay well with that being said I have no transition we're just going to the next scene <laughs> I mean <laughs> did anyone else want to say anything about this pizzeria scene I mean nothing really happens we just get to see Teresa back yeah exposition right. the next scene uh I'm very obsessed upon rewatch a character I hated when I first watched it but really found to laugh at to truly TV gold gold. Caroline Manzo Mm. um we see her and her kids and you know she loves she thinks they are gold so she's walking confidently (laughs) through some apartment building lobby with her kids like as if paparazzi's flashing she kind of looks to the side and she's talking about how the kids are moving out Albie and Quidifa, as she calls him sometimes, <laughs> um, are moving into a, an apartment and they'll no longer be at home. And when talking about her job as a parent, Caroline says, quote, I did my job. I did it well, too. And not that <laughs> <laughs> and not that Caroline's not an awesome mother, but I don't know if they're beacons of success if you if you're picking up what I'm putting down uh-huh uh-huh right right but you know what I just can't take that away from this woman this is truly all she has to show for x amount of years in this marriage to Al so I'm just like I just have to give it to her but even Albie you know he was supposed to be the shining star and then that whole law school thing. <laughs> it's just I like... mean, Albie is my shining star just because I find him to be very attractive. But, you know, watching this scene, he has this he has the soul of like a weathered salesman. Like I was like, this is like <laughs> Willie Loman, <laughs> like <laughs> Willie Loman, death of a salesman. It's like Albie just seems tired. Like he's like, oh, I got this apartment. And, like Chris is going to move in with me. And Caroline's like in her fringy jacket, like out of 10. And Albie just he can't fucking take it anymore. He's had enough. I actually wrote down in my yeah. notes that Albie said, quote, it's- I'm rebuilding me. And I'm like, you're 20-something. What is <laughs> what is rebuilding me? As a- <laughs> I'm like, no, because like getting kicked out of law school really shattered this man's like whole life. And that's and I and I get that that could be like, you know, troublesome, but it's also like I know you were getting warnings. That's fair. That's true. The fuck out. Like <laughs> what were you doing when you realized you had like, what was it, 1.9 <laughs> or something like that? Like <laughs> I don't want to laugh, but I also want to laugh. Like you had to have been. Oh, for sure. Because there's no. Way. And all of every girlfriend he's ever had looks like a model. And I'm like, don't pretend that you didn't mm-hmm. like go to law school and like date some hot girls and party your ass off at the same time. You know. And he thought that his right. connections, right? He thought he's his money, and his connections would keep him in the program, even when he was mm-hmm. getting those fucking letters. Mm-hmm. But no, that's not how the world works. Sometimes mm-hmm. the work you do comes back, and you get it. <laughs> you know the karma from it and you didn't do work so you didn't get to stay do you think albie was in his saturn return in this scene (laughs) (laughs) he's speaking from a place of saturn return i'm sorry i was gonna say i think it started it i think this right here is why he looks so weathered (laughs) and the karma from fake law school and all that is coming right back to bite him in the ass (laughs) right um also there's so many confessionals of caroline crying within this one scene (laughs) (laughs) and this i love when she cries oh my god literally i wrote down that's my favorite version of caroline like when she's smiling like about to burst into tears (laughs) that is my favorite (laughs) caroline 
Because she like smiles and then she kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> and then she like balls. And it's- Chris and Abby are what, like 23 and 25 and they're moving out and she's like, I want to die. And then she's like, <laughs> crying and I'm like, isn't this like normal? Like they're not like 12 moving out. Like it's okay. You again, like she was not prepared for this as if she had no idea this day would come. And as if also Lauren isn't sitting there l- embarrassed because like, can you appreciate that I'm at least at home? Shit. Right. Poor, I mean, poor Lauren. I mean, she's a true casualty. Yeah. She's Casper to them. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't see her. <laughs> she gets no love, but it's all about the boys and they're moving on up and moving on out and whatever. And I wrote down, does Caroline like Lauren? She loves her. that's not the question does she like lauren no she doesn't like her Uh, you know i i question that ever since she suggested the name cafes for for lauren's (laughs) business i'm like you cannot like your kid if that's your (laughs) contribution to their business i knew for a fact that she didn't when they confronted her on the reunion about basically bullying her child and she's like well i'm not gonna lie to her i'm not gonna say she looks good but she doesn't she's fat horrible oh my god like First of all, you can mm-hmm. still look good and be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not mutually exclusive. And I was just like, I mean, there's some things that we can we can lie to our kids about certain things, and that's one of them. <laughs> you can tell her that she looks good. Yeah. Okay. It was just rough. really rough, and I hated that she didn't have another woman in the house to look to. Mm-hmm. She didn't even have like a fellow sister or anything. It was just her and her mm-hmm. mom, and her mom was Team Albie and Chris. She could not see Lauren. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, poor Lauren, but. Um, a child that has a suckier story. We go to <laughs> Ashley <laughs> in her internship, and she's just there. I mean, this, this scene is, is wild. Weird. This is so. This is Ashley in a nutshell. Her story with Jacqueline. I feel like this scene sums it up. Yes, you don't have to see any other yeah. scenes of theirs to know their story, except like this one embodies all of it. I did want to ask you both though, really quick. Did you ever watch an MTV reality show, a one season wonder, if you will? called power girls about a pr firm because this was the pr firm lizzie grubman was on power girls and i was like holy shit i remember her from that mtv show no i never watched it i'm aware of the show mm-hmm. but i never watched that one season one day. yes it's it was it was from like 2005 but like i was shook to my core when i saw lizzie and her like very rail thin body and like very straight hair like could be like hey you have an amazing daughter you know? <laughs> 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 Lizzie had an interesting head of hair, um, I would I say. It just, is she a Leo son? Yeah, I don't is. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need boots on the ground on that if anybody wants to do the research. I was just shocked by the fact that she was so ready to snitch. Yes. Actually, God, I was like, yeah, you have a great daughter, except, you know, when she comes, like, she doesn't always come. Yeah. Like, okay, like, I don't know. Maybe because I know that, like, Ashley doesn't have the best relationship with her mom. So I'm like, this is like the last thing she needs you telling her mother. But I was just like, damn. We didn't have to throw her under the bus like yeah. that. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I it felt bad for her because um Lizzie later says that <laughs> Ashley is like a mini version of her and I have an actual amazing Lizzie quote, but we won't go yeah. there yet. So it was really interesting that she said she was a mini me, but then also did this whole scene where she was like, she's great, but she doesn't come in every day, even though she works for free. I was like, well, fuck you, Lizzie. Well, I thought this was your mini me. Why would you put her on blast like totally. that? Right. And I'm like, maybe I'm not coming in every day because yeah, I'm not getting fucking paid. How am I supposed to like, like, how can I like physically commute to a job that I'm not getting paid for? I'm with Ashley. 
It's called knowing your worth. Okay. It's like, listen, I'm wearing these heels that I can't walk in. And I'm specifically referring to (laughs) Ashley with that statement. Um, you know, and I, I have to come in and work for free for however many hours. I don't blame her. That being said, Ashley literally like breaking down into tears over like the idea of commuting was like hilarious (laughs) to me. I was like, babe, it's going to be okay. Like read a book, queue up some podcasts. Like you're going to be all right. I mean, there weren't podcasts in 2011, I don't think, but I don't know. I mean, whip out an iPod shuffle and let's get going and you get (laughs) and you fucking commute. I mean, (laughs) I had no sympathy for her in terms of saying out of nowhere, oh, I'm going to move to the city. And her mother's like, "Okay, well, with what money? Because you don't make any Mm -hmm. money here. Well, the way Jacqueline handled it was annoying as fuck. Being like, oh, do you pay her that good? Like, you know, the fuck I get no money from this. I'm actually losing money by paying to get Mm -hmm. here every day. And like, fuck you, mom. But also at. (laughs) Ashley, you did not think Chris and Jacqueline were going to pay for an apartment in the city for this free job. You didn't. The gag is you had it <laughs> and you fucked up and you took it away. Exactly. So, like, <laughs> yeah, she could have been commuting in your yeah. own Jeep. I mean, when Jacqueline went on that tangent, though, where she's like, um, you know, I, I had a job and I had you. I had a little one. And I like it was just this whole fucking like <laughs> monologue. And I was like, OK, you sound so condescending right now. And it is one of those things where it's like just meet her boss, say hi, nice to meet you and just like shut the fuck up and talk to Ashley about it later. And like then bearing in mind that not only was this in front of Lizzie, but it was also in front of an entire camera crew. Like I would have started crying, too. Right. It's like, why are you like? It just, I, yeah. I get how Ashley felt. She felt ganged up on. And I feel yeah. like I would have felt like that too. And I get feeling like you're in like this tight like space. Like she feels, you know, stifled where she is. Mm-hmm. And I understand that also. And her mom was just like, mm-hmm. no support. Like <laughs> her mom saw her in the hole and like didn't throw her a fucking ladder. She was just like, yeah, well, you're going to stay down there <laughs> yeah. until you can figure out how to climb out. That's basically what it was. I was like, well, that wasn't helpful. Thank you. Yeah, I did also write down, does Jacqueline have to do this in front of Lizzie? And I also wrote the answer is no. Yes. She, didn't, she didn't have to. No. And then maybe she was trying to get buddy-buddy with mm-hmm. Lizzie. I'm like, bitch, who's that? I, you are you trying to intern? <laughs> I also appreciated when Lizzie was like, um, you act differently when your mom's around. I was like, whoa, like, shit. Like, Lizzie just went in in that private little room. And then Jacqueline was like, so should, do you want me uh, do you want me to leave and she was like so threatened by lizzie in a way that was like really dark and fascinating to watch yeah she says that and then lizzie no. in response to talk ashley up this is the pep talk she gives ashley she says quote when i was growing up i dropped out of college i did nothing and now i have a pr company and there's no reason to cry because you're going to prove everyone wrong <laughs> wow <laughs> Which was interesting because I'm really curious about the A to B. How the fuck did you drop out and then now you have this yeah. PR firm? Like uh, After doing uh, nothing. To to quote her directly, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, what? I'm like, okay, so do you have rich parents who are, like, well-connected or, like, what, Lizzie? Like, what's going on here? She gave me, like, big, like, Leah that's, McSweeney that's energy. Like. like, you know, like, I have solid mm. parents who have, like, a decent amount of money, but I'm just, like, a party mm. girl, you know? Yeah, it's very much so right. that I love Lizzie's yeah. origin story and her explaining it yeah. like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so good to me. I love how that wasn't supposed to be that, like, she couldn't have really thought that was going to be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> actual concrete plan mm-hmm. here's what you do this you do this you do this you do this 
you telling her like listen i dropped out and i was a fucking loser right like, now i'm not but then that chris i mean we'll get there but chris tries to give her concrete advice and it doesn't go over well right i mean you took yeah. us right there so we're there and we're suddenly that was the last line lizzie had and quite honestly what could you say after that so <laughs> we cut to the scene in the diner and it's ashley on one side My of favorite. the table chris and jacqueline on the other and Ashley is still emotionally rubbed raw. So she's on the verge of tears the entire mm-hmm. time. So as soon as Chris is like, what the fuck happened at that place? She's crying. She's mm-hmm. upset. And she kind of explains that she feels like her mother is always kind of plotting on her, or at least enjoying her, watching her struggle mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Praying on her downfall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And instead of being constructive, Jacqueline's like doing hitting low blows because she's emotional too. So she's saying things are kind of immature and Chris is trying to be, like you said, the calming force. And he's like, okay, look, I also, he spoke a little more real than Lizzie. He's like, look, I had to work to do, to get Mm -hmm. to where I am. Your mother had to work as well. That's just what we had to do. I made it work. I had no means either. Mm -hmm. And like, but you have means, and so you have a leg up, and you don't take advantage of it. You're spoiled, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, and he literally says, like, I'll pay mm-hmm. for your commute into the city so that you can take this seriously. Like, and then also Jacqueline keeps interjecting, like, well, that's what normal people do. I mean, normal people commute. Also, another thought that I had while I was staring into Chris Larita's steely blue eyes was that he looks like the beast from Beauty and the Beast <laughs> pre-transformation, and I'm not upset about it. <gasps> wow listen i don't know i don't know why my brain works this way but it was something about like the way like the beard and the hair and his like big stature and his steely blue eyes i was like this is the beast (laughs) in human form looking at me and it's chris larita what's crazy is they all eyes and i always like find myself staring at all of their eyes it's shocking it really is wow Hmm. okay well (laughs) where do you go from there (laughs) i mean nowhere but up (laughs) (laughs) um but what's interesting is that like jacqueline knew that every single time she spoke ashley was kind of taking it the wrong way and then continue continue to speak and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. she's not receiving your message right now Mm -hmm. so let chris do the talking (laughs) like it's okay for you to sit this one out. Clearly, like, I don't know. Like, clearly what you say is just implant, which is why I just feel like there obviously had to have been other moments. And I think the, like, I think Jacqueline just does and says, like, really subtle things that we weren't aware of. So it looks like Ashley's, like, overreacting. But I think it's all coming from a place of Jacqueline being mm-hmm, kind of subtly mm-hmm. heinous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like like Ashley was like unhinged emotionally like there's no doubt about that but I do think that Jacqueline planted a lot of seeds and then pretended like she didn't understand like why Ashley was mad at her if that makes any sense um I also kind of hate when parents are like oh well I had to I'm like okay well you know what it was a fucking nickel when you went okay and like it just wasn't the same. You didn't have social media, so you didn't have yes. like, this feeling of like competition. You didn't have this feeling of like, oh my god, like I gotta have all this thing, all these things done because I look at this person, they're my age, and they yeah. have, you know, an LLC or whatever. So like, you didn't have that same feeling. 
And then also the national, like we're having all these like fucking catastrophes and obviously COVID and all sorts of things. So mm-hmm. it just feels like your time is running out. Like it, I can, I get like feeling like a fucking hamster on a wheel. Um, and so when parents are like, oh, well, I had to do it too. It's just, I'm like, it's not the same. Did you have to like, you know, like grow up and do your own thing? Yeah. But was it the same circumstances exactly? I agree. I mean, totally. And the other thing that's kind of fucked up about Jacqueline is we then see Jacqueline unravel. So it's like mm-hmm. you raise Ashley and Ashley doesn't seem to yeah, fall she- that far from the tree yeah maybe her tendencies come out in a different way but Mm -hmm. again her circumstances are different she doesn't have a kid and she has certain means that you didn't have where you had to hustle and maybe strip to make your living allegedly while Ashley doesn't have to do that and doesn't have a kid or whatever so I just find it so interesting that Jacqueline hates her so much and I think some of the things she hates about her are things she hates about herself oh for sure she's triggered because she hasn't like integrated those parts of herself into herself and she sees them in Ashley and yeah the fact that she like literally like Chris is giving like Mm -hmm. concrete advice and as opposed to being like oh thank god like Chris is bailing me out and he's calming my daughter down she then makes it about her and is like well it seems like you guys are just talking to each other so I'll just leave and why don't you (laughs) get me when you need me and I was like that is fucking crazy and then you wonder why Ashley is as dramatic as she is when it's like you're modeling the behavior like right now it's like when you're seeing somebody break down you're like i shouldn't be like watching yes this. like you're yeah. having a moment and as a and it's kind of scary to see like your parent have a moment like yeah no matter how old you are you're like but i'm the kid so like i should not have like i'm like gonna be like 30 like next july and i'm like oh my gosh like i'm a kid everyone needs to just like keep their shit together around me and i'm like oh no that's between me and my therapist though Right. Anytime anyone yeah. uses it, I'm like, whoa. Like, yeah. I didn't have to be here. Like, that's like a new millennial thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. And the thing that sends Jacqueline spiraling out of the diner is she keeps asking <laughs> Ashley, how did you expect it to work, huh? You wanted to move to New York? How did you expect it to work if you weren't going to pay for it, huh? Huh? How do you expect it? <laughs> and then, but the thing is also, that is a trolly ass question. What is a good ass answer for that? I mean, obviously, she did kind of admit that she expected but you to also, pay for it. So why are you asking her to say, "I don't know"? I thought you were going to throw me a bone and pay for it. Yeah, I told you like my one of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody, especially parents, like ask you kind of like a redundant mm-hmm. question or ask you the question that they know the answer to. I'm like, so I'm just not either. I'm either not going to answer you or I'm going to purposely <laughs> lie because you know the fucking answer. Don't ask me. You don't ask me what, what did you think your plan was. You knew mm-hmm. that I thought you were gonna pay for my shit. Hello, like, and the whole time Jacqueline's like giving her like the evil eye. She's like rolling her eyes over. I'm like, oh my god, like it was. It was, it was scary to watch. Yeah. So if you don't understand their dynamic based on all of that, you will never understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's pretty sick. Right. But I mean, the episode gets darker and darker because then we hear <laughs> thunderstorms. As <laughs> Teresa explains that her relationship with her brother had always been perfect until Melissa. And Melissa has ruined everything and she doesn't know how her family is ruined. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's just meeting up with Jacqueline to complain. And I imagine there were a lot of these times, especially you could tell in the later seasons when they fell out, that it must have been a lot of Teresa talking about herself and whining about her family and bitching about her circumstances to people, especially like Jacqueline and Caroline, and them 
just being her sounding board. Like they never talk about themselves. Right. She never gives a fuck about what they have going on. It's just the tree show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they cut from her bitching about Melissa to the scene, Hannah, you kind of mentioned earlier mm-hmm. about uh, my favorite scene. <laughs> to the bitch. They kind of cut to her in a fur and like sunglasses in the car, loving her life. She pulls up Joey sucking on her toes and she has on a sequin dress and Teresa curls in her hair and they're showing her house from every angle. And she's like, it was Christmas and he surprised me with the blueprint for this house and I couldn't believe it. And then she's like, and Teresa never said how beautiful my house was. I mean, Jesus. Also, I love when she went, <laughs> I tend to be very spoiled. So what? It's like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, I love how decisive she is. She's like, I'm spoiled and like, I don't, I'm not going to apologize. I'm like, you go, Melissa. You do you, boo. Another amazing Melissa quote is she says she was always, she says she was always taught to be a cook in the kitchen, a lady in the parlor, and a whore in the bedroom. Parlor was the funniest part of that sentence. Yeah, she's honest. like the parlor. <laughs> lady in the um but i also love her saying she was always taught to be that it's right? like you, who raised you like that your mom like what, what are you saying that's what i was thinking too i was like at what age should melissa's yeah. mom be like okay honey so i'm gonna let you in on a little secret always be a cook in the kitchen <laughs> a lady in the parlor and a whore in the bedroom <laughs> like it's like how old was she when she decided that that's what was the way to be a good wife you know it was like there was levels to it. First, yeah. you gotta be a cook in the kitchen. And then when you get a little bit older, I'm gonna teach you how to. And then now, oh, Melissa's first scene is so good because even they cut to a scene where she's bathing the kids and Joe and Joey are sitting. Well, by Joe, I'm calling him Joe because he's with his son, but really Joey and Joey Jr are sitting off to the side in matching powder blue Sean John Velour suits. <laughs> and she's bathing the kids. And he's like, why don't you have a bathe me like that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I always say that Joe Gorga is, like, my problematic fave. Because, like, the misogyny, like, within their family is, like, really wild. Um, And the fact that oh my there's gosh. that moment where he looks at Gino, who's, like, four at the time. And he's like, cleaning's for women. And I was like, oh, my God. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, it's really yeah. upsetting and he has a confessional where he kind of tries to justify all of that and says like she doesn't know this but she's actually my hero and <laughs> i admire her worth ethnic oh. her work he actually says worth ethic worth, worth ethic and then she says work ethnic <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny that they clearly have said the word work ethic around each other or the phrase, but they've both fucked it up so many times that they have no idea what it actually is, but they use it often. It's like, if you don't know, if there's a chance that you're not going to say it right, why just not, like, not use it? I was just saying, you know, <laughs> doesn't have good work ethic, someone who can't pronounce it. Well, like, that's what I love about Ronge <laughs> is, like, I, you know, I think of Teresa when she's cooking, she's like, I have, like, all these ingredients. Like, the way they butcher the English <laughs> language is just, like, a true thrill to watch. Hilarious. <laughs> and come in as a seasoning you're like <laughs> come yeah. in um i mean melissa's first scene is just great and my last note really was that she did the thank you jesus which was a classic mm-hmm. melissa move um back in the day and that joey jr is a cherub because he's really the cutest oh. little kid so precious yeah he really really was he really and really is Ugh. and then we cut to hannah maybe one of your faves a hot mm-hmm. take um mm-hmm. 
Mrs. Wakili and we see her at home and yes. I my first note is that it's just crazy that Rich is Lebanese and not Italian. Right? How did she find How the most Italian, not Italian guy ever? Literally, like I know he's Lebanese and like that's great, but I still in my mind like will never not register him as just like an Italian man. You know, I really think it's a swagger thing. And this is, again, a piping hot take. I just have all the hot takes when it comes to the Wakili's. But something about Richie's energy is, like, really hot to me. (laughs) 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 And I once said this. I think I once said this on Everything Iconic. And then someone DM'd me. And they're like, you know he's a Trump supporter, right? And I was like, I didn't know that. And, like, unfortunately, it doesn't Mm. shock me. And, like, no, I no longer find Richie Wakili attractive. But there was a time where I was like, I think it's just the fact that he doesn't give a fuck that I just find to be really attractive. Hot take. He does have He does. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. He does. He definitely does. I mean, is he disgusting to look at superficially? (laughs) Sure. But... The energy he exudes. <laughs> You're a fucking bitch. <laughs> um, but he does have a certain thing about him, a little wise guy energy to him, just like how Tony Soprano is hitting. Yes. He's also stunning. Yes. Like it's it's weird. It's all of I mean, juicy even. Juicy's pretty gross, but also kinda yeah. hot. I, yes. I know. I get it. The whole yes, show. Yes, and is like weird. later on when they're talking about like paisans and like that whole like yeah. East Coast, like mm-hmm. like you said, like wise guy, like like I don't know why. I just find it so like attractive. <laughs> it is. It's something about and I get their their chemistry. You can see that Kathy and Rich like fuck and they have an energy even though they're not as on display as like mm-hmm. a Melissa and mm-hmm. Joey. Um, he also kind of makes a bad seafood joke about Kathy, which he makes mm-hmm. a few times during his run on the show about like, she was like, what do you want for dinner tonight? And he was like, clams. Like, let's lock the door and I'm having clams for dinner. And I'm like, also, I'm like, maybe I'm like, <laughs> maybe I don't know, but I thought oysters were an aphrodisiac, not clams. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's no, I don't get the joke. I, think he... I don't get the joke. Little Wayne yeah, called cute. it filet mignon, and I feel like that was nice no. and fancy, but you can't call it me a fucking clam. And not on our first <laughs> season, the first episode, in our first scene. Like, Jesus you're right. Christ, can we wait? Like, right. Because there's nothing sexy about opening up yeah. legs and smelling yeah. clam. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you automatically go for smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he ma- that was a weird comment, and he, like I said, I, he mentions it a couple other times in the series, which is it's always it's questionable. Like Richie, stop! Like it's never gonna <laughs> land. Like yeah, we don't like the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely lost the plot on that joke, but he continued to deliver it, and we were never asking for it. But they also this it's kind of a whole wacky scene because then they show Kathy riding her bike to the store. She's repeating herself like clams, milk, and orange juice. Clams, milk, and orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote that Kathy Wakili on the bike <laughs> waving to no one in particular is giving me Kelly Bensimone running through the streets oh, of Manhattan. Oh, what a beautiful parallel, Jay. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it was very much so that she was wait literally like she was like, fuck it, like hi. And again, no one else was on the yeah. road with her. And I just love that. I love when they're like, we need to get a scene of you being yourself and this is what you choose to do. Yeah. Also, I'm like, you don't do that, Kathy. Like, with all due respect, like, you get in your sensible, like, minivan or whatever it is you drive and, you know, (laughs) drive to the store. You don't just, like, bike in your little puffer vest. Like, I'm not buying it. It's so funny, the version (laughs) of themselves they always Mm -hmm. try to sell their Mm -hmm. first season. Like, 
who their story producer was that they're like, okay, we're just going to lean into this. This is you, your mom who like rides a bike, like you're fucking Mary <laughs> Poppins and you just, <laughs> you make fucking desserts and that's who you are. That's why the second season is always so jarring because it seems that like they did a complete 180 when it's like, mm-hmm. maybe in actuality, this is just really who yeah. the fuck you are. <laughs> like you just weren't mm-hmm. allowed to be yourself the first season. You were yeah. On. And do you have any feelings about her children in particular? Like, how did you feel about her daughter, Victoria, and the son, Joseph, who I'll just spoil it. He's a riot. I think Joseph is hilarious. I actually I think they're really <laughs> cute, and I like their brother-sister dynamic. I think they're fun to watch. Yeah, they are just cool and normal. Yeah, and I also loved Victoria's modeling photos. I was shook. She had, like, mm-hmm. a cowboy hat <laughs> and then, like, a smoky eye with a leather jacket and then, like, a masquerade, like, mask moment that I loved. <laughs> They were yeah, they were like Sheena Shea well. adjacent, like hanging in her own bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Yes, very much so. Sheena Shea's mm-hmm. printouts of her wedding with Shea. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so that that family was actually quite pleasant. And I'd say, honestly, even though Caroline's a joke, her family is pleasant to watch as well. I cannot lie. It's just yes. funny to me. So we cut to her. It's Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. She said, the boys may be moving out, but it's always Sunday dinner at my house. <laughs> you know, she's always about to cry. <laughs> and tonight it's Southern night and Christopher is shopping a new bit. And this one is the Cajun voice. So he's speaking in this weird tongue and him and Caroline are speaking in it together. And they're very connected. She has a special place. Like Albie's her star, but she connects most with Christopher. <laughs> yes and there was a part where chris was speaking in the cajun voice and caroline knew exactly what he said and like incomprehensible i was like what (laughs) (laughs) and it albie's ego like can't take it he's like what mom what do you expect me to do just like move in with them and like because caroline then says like your responsibility is to make sure that Quidditch like doesn't party too hard, basically. And I'm I'm also like mm-hmm. Caroline. Like I know you think you're an amazing mom, but I think that's an insane amount of responsibility to put on your son when like Quidditch is 23 years old. Like he can fucking handle himself. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Albie seems to be a part yeah. of himself. So who is he to exactly. stop Christopher? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 1. 1.9, 1.9. So I'll say. So yeah, that scene honestly was just. Funny. Again, these were scenes I was annoyed by when I was watching it live. I just used to not find her endearing mm-hmm. at all. But no, but there's something there. Something and there. I get I don't get why she got a spinoff necessarily, <laughs> but I get the Carolina oh my God. Pill. See, I always loved Caroline, but I no. do think it was like my love for Caroline was like couched within my love for Albie. And like in my mind, like I literally was like, I'm mm. going to marry Albie and be a manzo and like Caroline will love me. Like I've always had a soft spot for her. <laughs> Yeah, like, so, like, I have to, this is my future mother-in-law, like, I will learn how to make the the pasta fazool or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, like, it, it'll be fine, um, but she, we'll play the ham game, it'll be great. I, I, I think also, game. like, Caroline's very polarizing, <laughs> and um, I always mm-hmm. have a soft spot for polarizing people, I think, because I am one, but enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I like to compare Virgo since she's a Virgo in mm-hmm. Leo sometimes and that's funny that she uh, feel like you relate to her yeah. on that polarizing front um yeah but that I understand the Carolina appeal now like I said I've, <laughs> I've been flipped so I get it yes when she stays in her lane though like this lane I'm okay with 
But when she's trying mm-hmm. to, you know, blink her over to my side, the fast one. Yeah, I like know. to see her most in these types of scenes. And when she's taking herself too seriously. Those are my yes. two favorite times. Mm-hmm. The, uh, hilarious. Yeah. She's, fun to laugh she's kind of the joke. And that's what makes no. a good housewife is when she's not in on the joke that she's a joke. Oh, she has yes. no idea. Mm-hmm. And I love that about her. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> young and naive. So we cut, <laughs> we cut to... Melissa getting ready for the christening, the infamous christening, and we see her getting her hair done, and it is looking like Teresa spirals, and it turns out she has Teresa's hairstylist at her Mm -hmm. house, curling her hair, you know, getting ready. This is her getting ready scene, and we see her two sisters, and instantly, you know, the one sister, Lisa, is messy. She's kind of, like, prodding it, and she keeps saying, like, oh, it's going to be interesting with everyone, you know, in the same room together and stuff, just waiting for the other show oh, Lisa She's with a Y it. and I will say too not to make another Disney reference but here I go Lisa and Melissa's other sister whose name escapes me they had big like Cinderella stepsister energy to me <gasps> yes and they're yes. like not as beautiful as her and they do seem just like mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. are kind of jealous yes. of her but also obsessed with her like yeah yes 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 and yeah, um, the man. other sister's name is Kim not relevant whatsoever oh my god i i don't know they just pop into my brain (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. why not (laughs) any other theories you have um my other question was do you think lisa was angling for a spot on the show wow i didn't think of that but it like would not shock me at all the way she was playing it up was Mm -hmm. giving me very much so she wanted to be a friend of yes there's a thirst there for sure and i mean we'll talk about it later but when she's like i don't take a side and she said the same line like 50 times and i'm like you're trying to give the producers a soundbite by just like repeating yourself as loudly as you can like it's so obvious yeah she really tried hard and again really liked to watch it so we see them and they're getting ready and everything's calm over there but then it's pure chaos at the judice house and there's kids on the loose and at one point Adriana who's like not older than a year is seen going down the stairs and has to be (laughs) captured by the makeup artist (laughs) and I just also love that it clear it's clearly like an all hands on deck thing at Teresa's house like whenever the hairstylist makes it over too like she ends up having to get um, Adriana dressed at one point and then, like, the makeup artist is the one who has to, like, deliver the message from Joe to Teresa. It's, like, clearly they're all very involved. When you come to Teresa's house, you're working. I know. It's, like, I hope she paid them extra for the fact that they're, like, glorified, like, assistants <laughs> slash, like, babysitters. Also, I loved that, like, a four-year-old Melania was having a full-down like, or a full-on, like, meltdown that can only be described as, like, a 2020 mood. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. As she's getting her hair Sobbing. done, she's just, like, so unhappy. oh nightmare give me pizza you troll of a child like she didn't make right oh my gosh didn't make anything for this woman and and juicy can be seen walking around the house topless (laughs) and you could just tell by his energy that he's trying not to make it to this oh, event. I'm getting so frustrated. I know. And she just keeps going like, he's first of all, he's not mm-hmm. a help with the kids at all. And then additionally, you can't get yourself dressed. Can you at least pretend you want to go and then be like, oh my God, my fucking stomach. No, but he was in those pretend. like slide sandals and like athletic shorts, just like loafing around the house. I was like, come on, like look mm-hmm. alive. <laughs> um. And it was really upsetting because Teresa really just needed him to show up. But, of course, he reveals to the MUA that he will not be going. Just tell Teresa to go without me. 
And as the MUA is walking back to deliver the message, he's like, huh, Tree's going to love this one. Because how many times has Joe supposed to be going somewhere with her, especially probably with her family, oh. and he doesn't make it? Mm-hmm. He's just that guy who he'll stay home. He has nothing to do. He'd rather be at home. Mm-hmm. Right. Just won't cooperate. Yeah, it was really upsetting. And so he stays home with the baby and she's running around and she decides to go to the church. But of course, she's late because was it the OK? Now, as Melissa, if you knew you were using her hairstylist and you kept her a little longer, would you be upset that she showed up late or would you be expecting her to show mm-hmm. up late? That's hard. I feel like, okay, listen, I feel like everyone should know how to do their own hair and makeup for these sorts of circumstances. Like, it's like, Tree, like, I'm so sorry that the one woman, Evelyn, who does your hair, like, was booked by your sister-in-law. So that being said, I'm like, maybe Melissa didn't know that she wasn't going to book somebody else. But then, like, Melissa probably did know. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Because, I mean, you could have done everything else but your hair. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it. It really shouldn't have set you back that much. But then also, Teresa is like apparently like notoriously late. So it's kind of like, why are you if right. like always late? I'm like, I don't freak out when they're late. I'm like, okay, well <laughs> to black people, like you tell them a different time then. If someone's chronically late, you just tell them a different time. Cause I'm like, I'm gonna tell you the earlier time because clearly you were having trouble getting here at the time I want. Yeah. To get. And also <laughs> it's very classic. I remember this gives me very much uh. the, like bot mitzvah season. Where you go to people's about mitzvahs, and there's some people who don't make it to the temple ceremony, but they'll be at the after party, and it's just it's, it's not, not a good not look. A good look and me, I did sorry. it plenty of times in my childhood. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> my parents are like, "Oh yeah, we just like can't drive you," and it's more like you're not in the mood to drive me, and I don't really want to go to the boring part anyway. So like, see y'all at Maggiano's. Like, can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's so yeah it's tacky it's tacky as fuck like looking back i'm like like, i hope i at least brought like a sensible check (laughs) to the reception or like something for the kid who's whose torah portion i missed but you know (laughs) but all this to say tree like you know better like make it to the make it to the ceremony especially because like yeah i mean they're all like very open about their faith and you know thank you jesus and just like tree like make it happen of course she can. I mean, she stumbles <laughs> in in a full fur with her daughters <laughs> and matching, but they could have not matched. If that's what made you late, they could have not fucking matched, okay? It's like all of these things you're doing just to look good, it's like you could have just yeah. looked a little less good, gone home, fixed yourself up for the after party, and then been back late. Yeah. Also, like, one of my best friends has three kids. And, like, by her third kid, she was like, I'm just going to do the fucking best I can. It's going to be what it's going to be. And I'm not going to freak out about it. Whereas, like, Teresa almost got, like, more lit up about them matching the more babies she had, which is, like, to me, like, shocking. It's like, at that point, how do you still have the energy to, like, to coordinate, like, all their headbands and bows and stuff? It's clearly taking up a lot of time of your day and making you late for everything. So (laughs) just, like, don't. Or hire someone that can't. Mm-mm. it's the whole thing is weird and so they show her walking up to the church very late and they just kind of are showing footage and for some reason they're showing it not quite in black and white but yeah. like in a faded color the all the it's like in the oc um, like when they go to chino and they like change the way the screen looks it's like it's the same story we're telling why do you have to do that it made it very confusing and then we get our first flashes of nono and Nona this season and they're posed up in the pictures and again baby oh, Joey with this little stunning. like mushroom hat 
so sweet. His <laughs> little outfit. Yeah. So, he kind of looks like the pillow yes. boy. So but sweet. Like, <laughs> but so fucking cute. Yeah, he has such a nice demeanor. No. He, we never see him cry as a baby or like be fussy. I know. He like deserved a better christening really. than the one he got because it was absolute chaos. <laughs> <laughs> i mean and then here we go we're we're here now we're at the christening also side note i didn't realize this was a super size episode oh that it was God. more than 60 minutes until i was rewatching it and i was like holy shit they they rarely do that nowadays yeah like, i was like episodes. how do i still have 28 minutes left of this episode mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so much okay so we're at the chris i mean we're at the after party um, Melissa had already bragged about how she had invited 150 people, so obviously at at some brownstone adjacent place, and they cut to. She said she really laid it out. She put it, you know, it's very fancy. <laughs> she spoiled. What can she say? Um, <laughs> and they cut to an insane painting of Baby Joey that looked almost <laughs> like spray painted. I fucking hated that. <laughs> yeah, it it's like big, like my big fat ever. Greek wedding energy where they're like oh it's so beautiful <laughs> and it's like everything is just fucking over the top like little crystallized like crosses just hanging from like a white tree branch indoors like it's all just like wild <laughs> it's like who's on the interior decorating and like who's the party planner on this a and b where does that <laughs> photograph go after this it's also giving me she by Sheree at her independence yes. party where she had a huge <laughs> photo of herself like a painting it's like Okay, that's great for the event. Yeah. Where does it's it like go you got that this? one moment of like, ooh, ah, and then it's like, where the fuck are you going to put it? Like your garage? <laughs> we did. I mean, never. I've never seen that picture of baby Joey again after this episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Um, and we just see, you know, at first everything is fun and dandy. It's everybody's so happy and we're celebrating baby Joey there. They do that at a christening party. And I also just made a note that I love the number of bloodshot eyes it is and how it should be light outside. <laughs> like, everyone oh, yeah. got wasted quickly. Yeah, because I'm looking at the shots that they're pouring, and let's just say... Yes, because um, it's, it's like two fingers, like, thick in, like, a shots. rocks glass. <laughs> I was like, time. whoa. And, like, yeah, the way the lighting looked outside, I was like, oh, it's, like, 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> like, they started drinking at, like, 9.30 a.m. beforehand. <laughs> exactly remember there was a scene earlier where melissa got some champagne poured and she was like oh that's too much and her sister's like yeah oh it's not like we're getting wasted yeah i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) so liquor flowing Mm -hmm. is always a a recipe for a disaster when emotions are heightened so Mm -hmm. i just love that everyone's wasted then um melissa kind of makes a note that joe doesn't like to work and that he drinks a lot and then that's kind of what sent me into like the Joe's alcoholism because um, if you'll remember, even when he got out of jail and when Tree saw him in Italy during that special or that special episode, or whatever, she even says to him like, "I don't want you drinking." And then he does drink, mm-hmm. and it was like this very, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It was like what they didn't say. She did, she was not happy about him drinking. I mean, the DUI. Mm-hmm. Dare I bring it up? Um, we just see him he's hung over that makes sense that sort of lethargic like well no tree like thing that he does yeah Mm -hmm. and so that kind of made me anxious in the midst of all this because even when he walks in joey's like ah you want to take a shot and he's like no my stomach Mm because that's the story he's selling is that his stomach is upset but i'm sure he was just like drinking Mm -hmm. alone in a corner Mm -hmm. instead of like taking a (laughs) shot with joey (laughs) 
he had an odd moment with a wheelbarrow also i was like what the fuck is he doing like he's picking up everything oh yeah like in the garage this place like what is he doing in the wheelbarrow it was yeah yeah like Like, he was like the embodiment of like procrastination in that entire scene yeah he hated that he had to go but he knew Mm -hmm. like he would have to go at some point so i guess he figured let's get wasted while we're there um unfortunately caroline also makes a comment and i would like to see where you ladies land on this she says that melissa and tree are the same person do you all agree on that? I think, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that's the problem with both couples, really. I think the Joes are kind of both, they're both similar and then not in the same way that I think Teresa and Melissa mm-hmm. are similar mm-hmm. and not. Like, you know what I mean? I think they all, between the four of them, they all have yeah. the same kind of like similarities and differences. And I think, yeah i think there's definitely a lot of similarities between them and i also just think that they're like all very very poor communicators and i i don't know like east coast italian culture well from what we've seen on this show that's what i'm gonna base this on like it doesn't seem like they're like oh let's go to therapy and like figure out how to be like better communicators so i think everyone has a lot of like feelings and grudges and like resentment like bubbling beneath the surface and that's why we get like these explosive fights that we saw in this episode you know yeah and they consider those fights therapy so they think once they get it all out they're like oh we can be good and we can build back up there's nowhere to go but up and it's like well you could also like deal with it because clearly it's been a undercurrent exactly because it's like it's like melissa being like upset that Teresa didn't you know tell her that her house was beautiful it's like okay but like Melissa, you need to be self-aware enough to like be like, okay, why am I triggered by the fact that like Teresa didn't tell me that my house was beautiful? Like maybe I should communicate this with her. You know, it's like none of that ever happens. And I mean, granted, I'm not mad about it because it makes amazing reality TV. But like as someone who like loves my therapist, I'm like, I really feel like if you just talk to someone like y'all could figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they really could. And then remember, they go to therapy at one point in season four, but they go for one session. It's like also the that's one session. That's an intake session. Like, that's just like them done. taking notes on like, what the fuck happened to you? Like, you haven't even gotten to dig in yet. Yeah. So their understanding mm-hmm. of how to communicate, like you said, is very much so off. Um, And they have to splice in some random scenes just to take away from the heat. So just as, you know, you feel the tension in the room at the christening, we cut to the Lorita Manzo family dinner like we already said, it's Cajun night or Southern night. And their <laughs> interpretation of that includes <laughs> chicken, chicken fried steak, chili, mm-hmm. and biscuits that are maple glazed. <laughs> My stomach was turning at the idea <laughs> of eating all of those. Yeah. First of all, the bubble guts that you're having that night, like <laughs> eating that. Also, I don't think any you southern it. person yeah. would look at that and be like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is a southern, this is a southern meal. They missed the boat by a lot, but I love that that's what they're serving up for dinner and there's not a yeah everything's beige and i also love how while they're making dinner they're like you think people in like (laughs) arkansas like know how to make pasta and caroline's like no i think they open a jaw and they call that pasta but that's not pasta and i'm like okay but i'm sure that's what southern people are thinking about you're like chili and like burned biscuits and you know chicken fried steak (laughs) 
Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. I was a little insulted when she was like, they think it's out of a can. I was like, damn, I'm from Arkansas, I guess, because have I indulged in a spaghetti Duh. or an Alfredo oh, yeah. out of a I can? I love yeah. getting, like, like you, okay? getting pasta sauce, like, out of a jar or out of a can and then elevating it by, like, sprucing it up. But I'm not going to, like, roast tomatoes and, like, do the whole thing. Like, no. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You doctor it up so that it tastes like <laughs> it came out of, I don't know, they may even ask, yes. like, where did you get this from? It's like, exactly. oh, I, I made it. You want it to be there. <laughs> Um, so screw Caroline for that. But <laughs> nonetheless, they kind of focus on Vito and Lauren at this dinner. And Caroline makes a weird comment where she was like, it was so beautiful the other day. Vito tweeted, like, this is the reason I wake up and smile every morning. And it was Lauren's face. It was very bizarre. Um, and she's just loving what they have going on. And she's really pressing that he needs to propose, like, very much so, like, tomorrow. <laughs> She's like, thank God someone loves Lauren because I can't keep pretending. Whereas she's bawling about the boys even looking at an apartment, let alone leaving. She's like, get this bitch out of here. Right. It was shitty. But, uh, you know, poor Lauren, she gets the shit in the stick. So she's like, not. She's not phased by it. Right. And then also, look at the food that they're eating. And they wonder why Lauren is overweight. I'm like, well, I mean. Right. Like, <laughs> like none of you made an effort like to make this there's, a leaner meal. So no don't put that shit on Lauren. It was bullshit. And then she's given the <laughs> job to make the cobbler. It's like, well, I will, fuck you. Were, I will you say, though, I feel like Lauren, like, won in the end. <laughs> I don't because, so. like, her and Vito, I think, are very sweet together. And their daughter, Marky, is, like, the cutest kid. I love Marquesa. Mm-hmm. But she was stunning. Yes. I'm glad Lauren can live a good I, life. Like, well, last time I stalked Albie's Instagram, which was probably about like a year ago, maybe a little more than that, um, he was with just like a really pretty okay. Italian girl. And I think they're going to end up together. I got a good energy from the Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were they were cute. Oh, okay. What about, the, um, you know, I didn't what check in on him. I'm not going to lie. I've never been, I've never been as invested in Kiffa <laughs> as Caroline. <laughs> Now, Hannah, did you watch Millionaire Matchmaker? And do you yes, remember when the they went to medieval times and he just like like just ate a <laughs> mouth down a turkey leg, and that girl was like, "Yeah, it was like cute. It was like a silly date." And they had to wear those like medieval costumes like at a Ren fair. My fucking nightmare. I was like, "How dare you, Christopher?" It was such a wild. Oh my that god, show Patty is a, Patty's a nightmare. Absolutely insane, but also <laughs> <laughs> a true nightmare that made amazing television. She was really a one woman oh show. She that like show, and she slut shamed women. She like resented anyone with curly hair. I was like, Patty, you need to like get with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love Patty. She would literally be like, I'm not going to shoot you because your hair is not long enough. You're about 50 pounds overweight. And meanwhile, she has like a blunt yes. bob, like not even a blunt bob, a blunt bang. And she's about yeah. 40 pounds overweight. And she's like, I was like, stop projecting onto Go, these Get women. away from here. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was disgusting. She was single the entire tenure of the show. It was just so, it was so good. <laughs> The story wrote itself on Patty Sager, but yeah. The, I mean, how Quita. did we get here? I don't know. But <laughs> You're right. Yeah, Quitafa. All that to say that I mean Quita. this scene is very much so irrelevant. They only cut to mm-hmm. the Manzos and Loritas to show us there are other people on the cast, but 
Of course, <laughs> the main event is the christening. So we cut back to the christening. And Joey <laughs> is stirring the shit. Okay. He <laughs> he kind of instigated this whole thing, but okay. He well kind of not kind of, but he would say kind I would give him kinda because he has no idea that he did this. He he didn't think it would get here. I was gonna say that I think everyone else knows that he was the one that kind of started it, but like yeah. He likes to blame Teresa for it, and that's fine. His energy was like fucked up from the moment he walked in there. Again, he was drinking very heavily. He even admitted it, you know, a little wasted. And he's saying that he wants Melissa to react is what he begins to say at the table after, you know, she comes in and they have the baby, baby Joey, they're dancing on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. We all know that moment, like really tipped it over. And was Teresa dancing for the cameras? Yeah, she was a thousand percent. But (laughs) I mean, did it warrant this big of a reaction though? It's like, you did want her to kind of step up and show that she's family even if it's for the cameras at least she's doing it and trying right I feel like it right a problem if she didn't do it yeah oh, I, right it, so, it did feel like at that point really like joe yeah was like wasted which i did not remember like how drunk he was from the first time i saw this but then also yeah it was like he had already drawn <laughs> a line in the sand and decided how he felt about Teresa that day and i think it was a bunch of compounded events but specifically like when she didn't make it to the church in time so it was like there was nothing she could have done or said at that reception to mm-hmm. make him or melissa be okay with her so it was like anything she did was going to be through this lens of like fuck you tree and so even when she was like dancing with baby joey and you know yeah. with with juicy yeah. They just, like, weren't having it. And that one lady, like, snatched baby Joey away and was like, no, you can't dance with him. And then said a really, like, smart line. I don't know what this meant, but she says, oh. put the other hand on your wife. You know what to yeah. do. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's just negative energy coming from all angles on this. Yeah. So she snatches Joey away. And Joey's seen, you know, he's always just like his neck is like bobbing and he has like no idea. He's yeah. used as like a pawn and like a tr- true prop in this whole yeah, I thing. know. It's like, like mind face. mind baby Joey and oh mind his little God. mushroom hat. Like, please, everyone just be careful, okay? Oh. <laughs> a little, yeah, like, a little please, prince. He's a fragile little <laughs> lamb and we don't want him to get hurt. So he's whisked away and like I said, that's kind of the inciting right? incident of the whole thing. Who was that? I don't woman? know. She <laughs> was that Melissa's mom? I can't tell who that I don't was. think that was Melissa's mom. Oh my god. There were so many characters throughout the scene in general that clearly knew them mm-hmm. so close. That's what's so crazy mm-hmm. about this whole they fit the stereotype so well as like a big Italian family. It's like oh my god. Yeah. people there and they truly know all 150 yes. people. Oh my god. Well, not to flex, right. but I played um I played an Italian woman in the play <laughs> Tony and Tina's wedding when I lived in Chicago. And Melissa Gorga, like Melissa Gorga like was my inspiration. Like she was like my source <laughs> material. And like the whole concept of that show is like if you're watching it, like it's like a simulated wedding. So like, if you're watching it, you feel like you're at a wedding. And like, I got to be the bride going around and be like, hi, oh my God, like, welcome to my wedding. Like, thank you, Jesus. And I literally just channeled Melissa like the whole time. And so watching this, I was like, wow, I just feel like I'm watching Tony and Tina's wedding, but like Tony and Tina's christening. Yes. Wow. Very like art imitating life, like imitating art. Wow. Oh wow! Um, I'm quite honestly, speechless. <laughs> Melissa, Thank this you, podcast Jesus. is dedicated to <laughs> <really hard. laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, who knew that she gave so much? Oh, wow. Uh, so, again, she continues giving at the table because this is the point where she's talking about she mm-hmm. danced with baby Adriana at the reception and she was the baby was snatched from her too and she was like they were it's then revealed that she was dancing on the floor for over an hour with baby joey which was shocking to me as well i don't think that's true (laughs) like a full hour of them doing that sway from side to side what what the fuck um it's not true so i don't know how long they had it was not taking a long time at a restaurant and because you're sitting down you're like it's been three hours and it's been like 35 minutes like i feel like it was one of those things it was it was definitely that and just the thought of her holding Mm -hmm. the baby for any time is what ticks joey off and he's they're getting very upset and like i said that's kind of when he says like i want you to react most like you haven't reacted before like react he's like trying to activate her or something and and then the not-so-messy sister, Kim, speaks up. <laughs> she's like, we're classy. We weren't raised like that. <laughs> she's like, I love uh, when anyone calls themselves classy yes, in the scene like they fight the it. I just love, it, like, like, classy being thrown around. <laughs> like, you are not classy whatsoever. Yes. Dorinda once said, like, elegance is completely unheard. Yes. So the fact that you're saying that is not tracking. Um, but this is the part, like you also mentioned Rich and the Pisons, and he's explaining yeah. to us, but he's like the ambassador or the liaison in between Italian <laughs> culture and us. And he's like, look, I know you all don't get it either. Here's the deal. So basically, <laughs> they're from the same area or neighborhood in Italy. And when they moved here as immigrants, they don't know a lot of people. So obviously you connect with the people, you know, from the homeland. So they were raised together. And Joey even kind of makes a comment saying, when I was raised... I thought Juicy was my cousin or like my family. Like we were raised that close, which also was kind of weird because Melissa, I mean, not Melissa, Mm -hmm. Teresa married him. So I was like, how much did you think he was family? I don't know. Okay. But he kind of says it like that. And then Teresa comes over after Richie's confessional. She comes over and she says, congratulations. Was her table all the way on the they were like across the fucking dance hall. Like she was like all the way on the other side. <laughs> she literally was like in the maids' quarters of this banquet hall, and she <laughs> they do cut to her multiple times walking toward the table, and they do also cut to mm-hmm. Kathy, Wakili, and Richie being like right there. Yeah. So that's just an interesting juxtaposition, <laughs> but mm-hmm. she trots her way over, and <laughs> when she gets there. Um, she's, you know, congratulations. I know I said it at the church because she's talking <laughs> to the camera, really. I already said it at the church, you all, so don't think this is the first time I'm saying it, but <laughs> congratulations. I love you very much. Or so she kisses them. And Melissa... And they're like, okay. Right. And Melissa, maybe activated by Joey, mm-hmm. is like, okay, why are you kissing me? Like, what is all of this? Yeah. Which is a bizarre response in any case right like just be polite just return the kiss yeah Mm -hmm. right you just and then joey's like just do what you do every day tree and walk away just walk away (laughs) it's so good and And the sister the messy sister lisa kind of stirs the turd because then she's kind of saying some shit and tree was like when you're on the phone with me you take the other side so it's revealed that maybe the sister is calling up tree to say things such as i get that you're frustrated with melissa she can be a bitch which 
seems like something the sister would probably say. Uh, also, where the fuck did Gia come from? That she's fucking like, broke my heart. Mom, she immediately comes in. She's like, stop! And she's like eight or nine years old. Immediately like turns her face away from the camera, like conscious of where the camera is, starts crying. It just like absolutely broke my heart. I was like, poor sweet Gia. Like wellness check on Gia. Please, no. like Gia will never. Oh, yeah, God. she'll never be okay because of what these people put her through. It was so sad. You garbage. Right. And she's yeah. so used to wrangling her mother that she truly appears out of nowhere, like you said. Like she just comes yeah. up and she's crying mm-hmm. because, you know, her, she loves Joey just as much as her mom, honestly. And so she can't take the side of this. And also, then Juicy's mom comes over and gets Tree, which I also just found it so interesting that Juicy's mom was invited mm-hmm. to this yeah, christening, right. like obviously separate from his her son she was just there so she's there to wrangle tree go ahead yeah that's mom's that's his mom's best friend i guess right like i don't remember who was Mm -hmm. the friend of the friend but like basically i guess it's just like we're all one big family like you you're inviting everybody regardless yeah so there's it was just cute to me i love that they're so connected and you know the mom's telling her tearing away and the sister lisa you know she's trying to get her sound (laughs) Biden and she's talking about it's a technicality inviting you was a technicality so Mm -hmm. she's really leaning into that and that's kind of what gets tree heated on her side yeah it was Lisa with a Y like sit down you're not what do they hold on Jersey oh no they don't hold anything they just put a hand on the hip right yeah I'm like Lisa (laughs) you don't have a hand on the hip so why don't you sit down and shut up <laughs> she was angling for that hand on the hip, but she's pissed. <laughs> um, and so it truly unravels from there. So I love this. Uh, this plays in my mind literally maybe once a week. Yes. The scene where Joey is being held back by that guy in the blue button up. And you can see in both mm-hmm. of their pupils, you can see where Joey's coming. I mean, Joe is coming from off camera. Mm-hmm. In both of their eyes, like they just change. And you can tell he's right like there. Like a rhinoceros. And you can tell that yeah. Joe is just charging <laughs> them. Like fully. Fuck mm-hmm. that shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you called his wife garbage, and that's not going to be okay. Like he, he's fucking pissed so <laughs> to defend juicy because no one ever really does please do every time that he's gone into a fight with Teresa's brother it's been because Teresa's brother yeah. has called Teresa some mm-hmm. sort of name like trash or garbage mm-hmm. or you know like some name to that these New Jersey <laughs> is like very like, right. unspeakable like I don't know if garbage would have said like pig and garbage. Yes. Really take them over the Remember, place. he called her scum. You're right. five, they really scum. don't like being filthy. Yeah. yeah. Anything that's trash related, then they fucking lose it. So every time he fights, that's a good point. Joey, it's because of something he said to Teresa that he really should have mm-hmm. said. Yeah, so Joey has that like and he's scrappy, never like it's always Super Joey Mario Trump. Brothers energy. Mm-hmm. it's so yeah. funny that both the Joes are little because they have such a Napoleon complex both of them but they exhibit it differently like Joe Juicy is a little more confident so he's able to yes. sit back and not use it as yes. much but with Joey it's always on he's always on 10 so I mean <laughs> it begins with Giuseppe yelling out your sons of bitches and it's over <laughs> it's over from there and then 
literally everyone comes out the woodworks it's a full-on brawl there's everyone coming from every angle it's literally pure chaos there's this woman who's seen in like a black satin doesn't type she have like a dress, messy like half like, up half down like hairstyle yes i was like down. who are you like what cousin are you yes like gently like caressing them like, and then oh, later so she's seen like, doing you're the like same too, thing you're to doing Joey. too much right now <laughs> yes <laughs> yes <laughs> giving me very much so Kristen Doty where she is calm and chaos kind of thing she was loving the chaos and she was trying to soothe him and then at one point they have Joey off to the side and he nearly mauls Melissa that. like trying to get in the brawl did you notice that Melissa's literally almost like fell over because he, like, Joey fully blacked so hard. Out. he didn't even see like she's standing right Whoa. in front of him he's so pissed he doesn't even see her it was really scary so um they kind of make some uh, some comments about how the kids are kind of left everywhere in the wreckage. Sweet, sweet, so Kathy. Yes. We see Kathy. This is when Kathy kind of makes. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, go ahead and explain your angle on Kathy in this whole um, thing. I mean, <laughs> listen, maybe it's my astrological knowledge. No, but Kathy, okay, like she's a Libra. So they're not really like direct with how they approach things and they don't like confrontation. But if you notice, like, Kathy brings it up, obviously, to Teresa later. And she's like, well, you know, baby Adriana was left in the carriage. And I'm like, and then obviously, Teresa got upset by that. And I always tell Jay, I'm Mm -hmm. like, Kathy has this way of, like, she won't just say, she won't say flat out you're a bad mom. Mm -hmm. She'll just be like, well, you don't take care of your kids. They were home alone. They didn't eat. They stink. They Mm -hmm. Like, she'll say everything else. But what she's really getting at is that you're a bad mom. So I feel like Kathy. That's fair. Do this whole yeah, and I got that's fair. In the safety, bitch. Okay, we are at a family function. These are all family members and friends. Adriana was fine. There's probably tons of kids mm-hmm. here. Adriana is not the only one. And to mm-hmm. imply that Teresa was like purposely trying, because like one thing I feel like you can get Teresa is that she does care about yeah, her kids. Yeah, totally. Maybe she's not the best parent because like her kids are wild, but. I do think that she generally does care about her kids. That's a good point. Like, like, like it was almost Adriana like performative. Like, it was like, well, I my priorities, priorities were in the right place, unlike Teresa. Yeah. My priorities were the kids. Meanwhile, it's like the fight would, really wouldn't have started again if it had not been Joey. And then Melissa also kind of, she's like, well, you know, this is not the kind of crowd where you just try right. people. Right. And I'm like, does, is no one seeing the fact that it was Joey totally. that was the, the charger here? Like, Lucy did nothing. <laughs> like, that's, totally. I, I, that's why what bothers me about Kathy because I hate people that are just like not super direct like just say what you want to mm-hmm. fucking say if you're going to come out and give me point B, C, D, and E you might as well just say point well, A Jay that's a great point, point now I see this moment entirely differently yeah. and I appreciate you for that don't take away my Kathy Wakili joy <laughs> no I'm kidding <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't want to take your I didn't want to take you know, those glasses off <laughs> yeah I, you can have them <laughs> We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. And we're back. Woo! And we're back. Okay. So, I mean, we'll just hop right back into it. We're in the heat of it. So, (laughs) you can hear Joey saying, are you nuts? Like, screaming that. And then, in response, you hear Juicy say, I'll kill every one of you. Want (laughs) to fuck with me? And I wrote in response to that, Joe is a part of a crime family. I'm just <laughs> beyond certain the way he speaks allegedly is so mob. <laughs> I just, yeah. 
and he meant that. Like, I will kill every one of you. You want to fuck with me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would love to just have the balls to say that, like, in full confidence, like, in some point in my life, you know? And literally like it's a dark thing to say but like i would just love to like like i would love to freaky friday with juicy and just like know what it feels like (laughs) to be like a juicy italian man be like i'll fucking kill every one of you like that has to feel good to say you know (laughs) and know you actually could kill somebody if you felt like one phone call again we'll go back to that one phone call and um a little theory i'm gonna make it a quick theory but one of my theories is that no no is actually in cahoots with Juicy <gasps> and they work together on the mob side yeah, um, the term is consigliere but I would say basically like his the Robin to his Batman kind of thing right. allegedly 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 oh my god now yeah, I have to watch The Sopranos <laughs> yeah you have to watch The Sopranos it's just it seems like and usually that person that role is someone that's older more mature who's already been through it, but doesn't want to be in the trenches the one that's actually doing the dirty work <gasps> it's the one who will give the advice and knows the advice to give to the head honcho damn which honestly would explain why him and um Juicy are closer than him and exactly <gasps> yeah. oh my god this is like some godfather shit literally and to raise the stakes even more it turns out i was doing some research to support my consigliere theory and it turns out <laughs> that no 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 actually went to italy and visited joe before tree and the kids did <gasps> they had business to do yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, we're gonna take our business fucking international now. It's fine. <laughs> Hello, an international lifestyle brand. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so on a good fellas note, they cut to do you remember that tag that was going around Instagram was like what needs to be hanging in the Louvre? The photo that I wanted yes. to use was this picture, this Godfather Sepia edited photo of Nono, <laughs> Joe, and Joey raising their glasses. All of them stoic in the face, and it just was the most mob shit I've ever seen in my uh, life. I loved it. It literally like excites me. I'm like, ooh. There's also a man that can be seen with a blurred face who is definitely on the FBI's most wanted list, and he's screaming, "This is a kid's christening! Cut the shit out and stop it!" And it does kind of like calm everyone down because there were some other people tussling and they kind of stopped after that guy with the blurred face yes he had like, whatever he had, he had like a paisley tie like a pastel paisley tie and i <laughs> love that juxtaposition and also just because of the comedic rule of threes i did think about one more disney reference during this entire like brawl i thought yes. about the scene in robin hood when like the rhinoceroses i've already made one rhinoceros <laughs> reference with juicy <laughs> the cartoon rhinoceroses who are like the guards like getting huge like squabble and that's yes. what they all reminded me of just this like dog pile of italian men it, it was that. <laughs> it was that. It was that Robin Hood vibe. It was so good. Oh, my gosh. And so, like I say, things are moving quickly. Things are moving quickly. They cut to a confessional, and Melissa says that infamous quote about Joe saying um, that Giuseppe is always in the ear of Nono saying, you're a son. He's always working, and he's busy. And she says, well, he's working because we have bills to pay, and we pay our bills. <sighs> Shots fired. Yeah. That was very bad. And then, you know, they continue to go. And this is when Nono kind of gets in the scuffle and he shoves the shit out of somebody. Mm-hmm. And somebody had to remind somebody, like, yo, no, 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 that's Joe's father. Like, you mm-hmm. can't, you can't charge this, this old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
who has credits on his own right if the consigliere is true <laughs> like, wow you you don't want to fuck with nono and nono has that energy as well as like you don't fuck with him oh no i don't understand why he charged him though or who he was <laughs> charging in fact i don't know he didn't know the guy so he's probably like i don't know this fucking guy and he's in the way of me talking to my son like i don't give a fuck who you are yeah his eyes went to a full place of ramona singer and he <laughs> grabbed him by the like collar and just like went for it i was like damn nono like jeez Nono gets down. Like, two open hearts doesn't <laughs> fucking stop Nono from grabbing a Meanwhile, young kid by the collar. My father's gonna get a heart attack. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. <laughs> right, that lady that, like, admonishes Teresa and is like, look, you need to fucking stop it. Your father! And the, everybody's <laughs> like, you're right, <laughs> you're right. Teresa <laughs> so and Juki have been out of this brawl for, like, the past 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> They're fighting each other, but like Teresa and Juicy have not been in this fight since it started, essentially. So yeah. When it's like yelling at Teresa about anything, like. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then also the lawyer that Tree and Joe use that we still know to this day that guy who, you know, I not really helped them, but did whatever <laughs> to get them whatever sentence they got. He was at this event. I mean, wow. And I'll say he's represented a few people they know, you know, so he's in that world. So he probably stays in that world. Totally. He knows better than to try and leave that world. (laughs) (laughs) He knows things and I would like to speak to him as well. Um, And Joey says that he feels like he's been taking 10 years of abuse from Joe Judice and that he's been mean to him and always talking down to him. And this leads to Hannah. Ultimately, you're going to have to say the last quote, but I like to just explain what kind of leads up to this. Yeah, so, please. Um, Tree wrangles her kids. She gets out. Juicy's out. And now she's looking for her parents. And her parents are with Joey. And he's yelling at his father in an impassioned speech. And this is kind of how the dialogue goes. He goes, how did you raise your son? And then um, Nono said, to be tough. And then he was like, I am like you. My character is like you. Mom, you're cold. Cold. So cold. That's it. Just remember, I'm your son. Remember that I'm your son. And then Nona goes, I'm proud of you. You want to listen to me? Go cry to your mother. You only think about yourself. You understand me? And then Joey turns to him and goes, you're my father. You're my... I mean, go ahead and take it away with the rest. You're my father! I mean, I don't know if that was the best I could do. I feel like I could have done better. It's like, you're my father! It's like through tears. Also, something about Joey speaking in Italian, like impassioned and sensitive to Nono was like super hot to me. So sexy. I love whenever him or it's not as sexy when Tree does it because it's just whatever. (laughs) But I forget that he speaks Italian. Tree will use it more than he will. So when he uses it, it's like he fucking means it. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that the underrated after You're My Father is he says it again, but he says it in, like, a demonic voice. He goes, you're my fucking father! <laughs> he says it like that. <laughs> it was insane, and I never noticed that until this time. And I was like, holy shit! He's pissed. Um, and that's the last thing we really see. I, they show this season, the things to come up. It's a good season. It's arguably one of their best and yeah that's kind of it and to wrap it up hannah we're gonna ask you who's your housewife on display and this could be 
a housewife, a friend of, an object. It could be anything. Oh. But whatever was on display to you the most in this, in episode. this episode. Oh, my God. That's really hard. I, You know what? I'm going to say this might be a hot take. I'm going to say Lisa, Melissa's sister. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. <laughs> that's a good or one. Or Melissa Gorga. Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. Okay. It's Lisa. <laughs> and Jay, who are you choosing? Um, what's on display for me is going to be the life-size painting of baby <laughs> <Joey>. <laughs> it was very shocking and disturbing and we actually haven't seen it so. <laughs> wow oh wow um and if we're continuing to just choose things that are not housewives i would have to give it to none other than joey this is his premiere yes. episode he really was the catalyst for everything. And Ronge was never the same. He was really the housewife and Melissa the house husband <laughs> because whew, he gave us some things. He really yeah. did. Yep. Wow. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for covering this with us. Go ahead and plug yourself. Tell everyone what's Oh, my deal. God. J&J, this was such a blast. Thank you so, so much for having me. Um, y'all can check out my podcast, Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. And then follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Hannah A. Brown. It'll be in the description. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, yeah. Hannah, we had so much fun. Thank Thanks for choosing an amazing episode. <gasps> Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. And thanks for spending your Friday with us. But, yeah, other than that, Jay, anything you want to say? No, this has been really fun. Great episode, as we've said. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll chat again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.